0: Season's over, don't bother turning up next week Call it off now, we've had it, we're shot We're no good, that's what a lot of Irrational, which supporters are saying right now But we're here to tell you, just to keep a lid on it It's fine, we're only two points outside Of the eight, it's not done yet This is a long way to go, even though we do Have five less games than, than usual But just let's not panic yet, folks We're going to be okay CB and Tiger 7-1 are joining me once again Tonight, thanks again fellas, how are you all?
1: Good, you can you can call me Nostradamus, um
0: I think my prediction
1: came through in relation to the Saints game, not the not the the scoreline, I should say.
0: Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a great end result. So St Kilda 15-3-93, defeating Richmond 10-7-67 by twenty six points. He did say it was going to go one of two ways if uh, if they attacked us and our skills weren't on that we were going to get done by that kind of margin, and, and uh, that's pretty much how it played out.
1: Yep, no, it's, um, <clears throat> look, credit to the Saints, they, they smell to kill, right? Um, I've got, I had a really good meeting with a fellow um, that works in footy circles, that's all I'll say, because obviously, with some of the stuff I'm going to be mentioning, if he gets caught up, you know, you get in trouble, so they had a set plan in place, because they knew they would get away with it, um, as teams have had against us at the moment, considering where we're at as a football club. Um, and they, they used it. Um, and their scoreline of 15-3 is a perfect example of it. Um, we were one scoring shot less with a dysfunctional midfield and forward line. So we, in, all, in guys listening, I don't think our season's over. Um, we got we, Our last quarter against Hawthorne was a bit of, yes, yeah, queuing the rack from the Hawks, but also turning slight corner. We have turned another corner. Even though we lost, we turned another corner. So I can actually see us starting to work out of this slump, but we really want to get a wiggle on, and thank God we played Melbourne. Thank God, because they're not very fast. So our biggest weakness at the moment should be um, fixed up. Sorry, CB, you're going to say No, I
2: was was going to support you, brother. I was going to support you. So disposal efficiency for last weekend's game, St Kilda, 70.5%. right. And we were at 70.3%. So our actual disposal efficiency, believe it or not, was exact no worse than St Kilda. No better, no worse. Our efficiency inside 50, St Kilda, 60.5%. Ours was 48.7%. It's
0: killer, isn't it?
1: Yep. You know what's funny? You know what's funny, though? In normal context of an AFL game, getting anything from about 50, um, 48 or 46 is generally the average. Um, anything over 50 is considered elite. Um, so you're basically generating a score for every, and we normally sit above 50. Um, Seculders was an aberration in relation to get over 60 because that's unsustainable. And I've got reasons why they were so high, um, and that yeah, but I won't um, go, I'll, I won't go into that now. I'll wait till we get to that section of our podcast. But it it will tick a few boxes for the guys listening. Go okay, that explains it. All right, that understands where we're going because mate, I got it from the horse's mouth. I saw vision of it because um, he had, obviously, the tools to show me it. So it's no bullshit. It's, it's what's real really going on, and you won't hear the media talking about it because, hey, we don't want anything pro-Richmond.
0: But the, I mean, the 15-3 scoreline, I mean, watching the game, we gave them at least four or five goals, I reckon, I feel anyway, from just stupid undisciplined free kicks, and I'm, I know you'll touch on reasons why it maybe be lent that way later on, um, but giving away the 50 metres, and the most frustrating thing out of the lot was the the uncontested marks they were taking about 35 metres out, just with no one being able to defend it, which, once again, I know you'll touch on, but you take away, you know, half of those scoring shots and we're right back in it and potentially even win. So... It was good to see us turn a corner, but still a lot of frustrating things we need to iron out. But uh, it was looking pretty good after the first 12 seconds though, wasn't it? Kick a goal, 12 seconds in, everyone's up and about.
1: (laughs) Oh, how was, was, you know, I was was watching it on the TV and got up and had a bit of a roar and and we looked good. And looking in parts of it, like the Saints, we actually had a coast-to-coast inside 50, which we we kicked a point, obviously, that's how our season's going, but... Uh, We haven't done – that was the first game we've done it in, where we actually beat through the the defence with pace as well as a bit of a handball and and then a proper kick to hit a target. Um, It's just our fucking disposal. It is is beyond um, poor. Um, And when I say yes, our disposal efficiency might be high, um, but our disposal by hand, like particularly in the Saints game, killed us. And like I predicted, if we don't clear that – transition um, disposal, i.e. handballing to a, a running player or, or, and, and missing that target or um, handballing to space or kicking to advantage. If we don't do those right, the Saints will rebound and absolutely murder us. Um, and they did. And if we just had tidied that up and got back to our normal, um, we would have won the game comfort- comfortably. They did not beat us by talent. Um, and they did not beat us by effort. Um, but, yeah, it was frustrating. It was the most frustrating game that I've seen this year, and that includes Hawthorne game. Um, This was frustrating because um, I can feel why the defenders got frustrated, but, um, yeah, I was frustrated watching
0: it. Now, CB, I forgot to ask you, where are you actually recording this from? Because you did make a call last week that if we didn't play two (laughs) ruckmen, your house would be no longer. So have you migrated to a friend's house or something like that?
2: You would be amazed at the Wi-Fi you can get under a bridge here in the <laughs> Grand Valley.
0: <laughs> Just make sure the
1: bridge is not under a, um, a, one of those hotspot zones. I
2: went there to Bunnings, grabbed a few big boxes, stapled them together, the kids are happy, they've got a house over their head you now.
1: <laughs> Just tell them the
2: can't. I've got this guy called, um, he, he's, he's, he's got a pretty tough life, but he's happy he's not, he, he doesn't break for Carlton. He's my
1: oh, neighbour. Oh, no, help my neighbour. Give him some love, mate. Give him some love. Give him some love.
0: <laughs> The, the, the ruck issue, though, you're bang on. like It was so cringeworthy to see Broad and McIntosh going and center a bounce and, and not compare. I know Grig sometimes did that, but Grig was another midfielder, so he was sort of smart enough to read where the ball was going to go and actually still impact that contest, whereas those two weren't. And um, they were just, the Saints were just getting silver plate of service, and Ugh. it was really hard to watch. And it's everyone's, it's a sore talking point, I think, for a lot of Tiger fans, but I think it's something we have to address, CB. Oh,
2: yeah. I've been banging on for two weeks right? saying it's, it's, it's clear to every man and their dog, <laughs> we need to have two blows to contest in the ruck. One ruckman isn't going to cut it. And the moment I saw Nathan brought in the ruck, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I wanted to kick my TV set in. And it was just um, – it's not working. It's, 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 it's that clear. Like, we're all watching the same thing. Marshall just kept going straight over the top and they ran it for, like, it's probably about like three four goals out of that yeah, yeah. it's just forward oh. momentum
0: yeah. Easily. and it's like we,
2: we're giving we, we're giving it to them like the game's hard enough as it is like for Christ's sakes this well, week we
0: have shortened th- quarters 6-6-6 so you've got two things yeah. against us already Well, not not just us but everyone but then to allow quick clearances into, into their forward 50 like that the given prime opportunity to score is just criminal
2: well correct purely because of the way the game's structured 6-6-6 so if you can get a, a decent centre clearance where you can put it 30 out and into a hot spot, holy shit, it's worth its weight in gold. And we're just giving it to teams. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, not only go? that,
0: we've got a lot of plays that are out of form as well, which doesn't help. Dusty was almost unsighted. Hawley had a shocker. Caddy copped a bit of a knock, I think. It was a little bit uh, down on form. Lambert, stack. It's just too many players. I think, Tig 71 to have not all firing at once. Um, oh. It's hard to win games when that happens.
1: Yeah, look, um, just on the ruck thing, the reason Grig did it, is because he had what? He had a footy IQ, right? Hardwick used to mention it all the time. The guy's a genius. He's now coaching in Geelong. He, you know, he's super smart. That's why he, he chose him. Don't fucking tell me that McIntosh and Broad have the same IQ degree. So why do it? Um, I don't know if uh, if Nankervis blew up because it was his first game. And if, if that's the case, it's not Nan Mac- Nankervis's fault. Who I thought was B.O.G. That's straight on Hardwick and the coaches. Now I defend them till, but let's be honest, they 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 blundered by not bringing in a second run, Um, a second mobile tour. Um, And
2: and here's the kicker. I'll go the reverse. So they dropped Ryder and brought in that spud Kent, right? Who kicked one of the arseest goals I've seen in a long time, right? But imagine what we could have done if we had a second Ruckman. We could have got that momentum going our way.
1: Yeah, you're right. It was a missed opportunity, but... (sighs) Michaels, back on your point. Yeah, we've got so many down across all lines. That's what kills us. Like, you can normally you can normally cover three or four, and you generally find out of those three or four, two of them will lift midway through a game, and another two will probably go down as they get tagged or not. But we've got, like, eight, nine players all down. Um, and what's killing us, we get a lot of drive from Dusty. We get a lot of drive from Hooley. Um, Cambert's our tra- – Caddy's our transition player. And I wanted to say one thing to those listening – that are fucking from Big 40, That are fucking potting caddy saying he should be um, dropped or fucking get rid of him. He nearly got AA in 2018 and 19 as a premiership winger, right? He, he actually is a premiership winger. He is so invaluable um, to our transition from defence to offence via knowing when to kick it or when to handball it when he gets it on the wing. So many games he set the momentum for us or actually broke a line by doing it. Yes, he's not the fastest, but the wing's not all about just speed it's about speed of ball movement and sometimes that is if you get it and you think your way through really quickly and you kick it or you handball it the ball's moving quite fast so he's off caddy a bit i think he's grossly underrated by a lot of richmond people um and um no i i rate him extremely highly and it was his first game back too. so but yeah lambert's the other one look we're getting people one grabbing the ball, which is really fucking shitty. Me, like I'll take us losing the year. I'll take us getting done by nine hundred points. Brendan Gale, if you're listening, uh, Richo, if you're listening, I'll, I'll, I'll cop it in the chin, you know, and I'll go to work with a smile on my face. Oh well, no, smile, but my head's still high. But when I see Rich that Richmond jumper and I see Richmond play shirking a contest, going at the ball with one arm instead of actually going at the line of the ball, nah. I won't have it as a, as a member and a supporter. And I've now paid my membership now going on 33 years. I won't have it. And well, well, I, there was one time I stopped my membership. I'll say this. I, when I say 33 years, I say all since I was of, of the whole entirety. But I did cancel my membership, and it was 2001. And look, Frawley, may he rest in peace, right? And I loved the guy, I've met him a few times. But that side in 2001 was not a Richmond side to me. Right, It used to share contests, and I just fucking had enough of it. I rang the club, spoke to the lovely girl, at recession said, no, nah, that's it, I'm done. Don't email me, da-da-da-da. Obviously, the next year, I said never again, but next year, um, I you know, gave Terry my full support. But now I'm starting to see it. And then what's worry? I saw Stack do it. And this is no slag, slag on Stack, by the way. He's a young kid, his second year. But he's learning off your senior guys, like your hoolies. Sorry, Holly hoolie. You shirked it again, mate. Um, And it's not good enough. If you're not going to go the Richmond way at the ball, then don't play. Now, people are going to say I'm too hard or that there's more problem than Hooley. But Hooley is in our top five in our leadership. If he's shirking contests, we've got kids out there that's going to either copy it or be disheartened. And that can kill culture if it's allowed to maintain. So I hope Damien... Just one thing about this, that my wife said to me the other day. She goes, "You know, it seemed that you got over the game pretty good." And I said, "Yeah," and she goes, "Why?" And I said, "Because you, me, guys. If when if I wish I could have a beer with a few guys to get to know me, but when generally when we lose, I'm fucking, a, I'm I'm awful till the next game, right? That's I am. Um, but now this year, for some reason, I get over it pretty quickly. But I said to my wife, I said, "The reason I'm not too upset about it is because this is a perfect opportunity for um hard week. This is going to really show." He's coaching now to get us, work us through this um, this flat spot. But also, let's see if he has the strength to go, you know what, Hawley, you are shirking a contest, mate. Yes, we've got to love, we all love each other, but you know what, you're not playing. And how he delivers that message to the group that it's absorbed by the right way. Because something has to change.
0: Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it has happened a couple of weeks in a row now, and you're right, we don't want it to creep in from all the players. But very frustrating loss, but um, hopefully they're all, you know, seething a little bit from it and breathing fire coming out against Melbourne this week. Um, before we push on, did you want to sort of talk about the analysis combo that you had recently? Yeah,
1: excuse me. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I just cough. Apologise to the listeners. Yeah, no, I had um, a really good um, coffee um, and uh, I didn't realise my mate, I'll just call him my mate, um, actually could look at the, showed me all the proof, right? So basically Vision from down the field and all that sort of stuff um not just from um foxhill iq but you know really good um vision and what he was telling me and he's he he works in the afl not doesn't work for the afl but works in coaching um so he we're in opposition to him so he's a couple of points i said you know all i said is go mate i said what's wrong with us as you know you've you know you've, you've you coach against sides, us as opposition, you know, from what you know, what our brand is, what's not working. He came out with some gems, right? The first gem I want to talk about is our game is based on one stat, right? Our base, um, we've always been top, even in um, 2017, when it really started kicking the gear, um, before we actually – Lost to the Saints, we were still top four in this stat, but then we jump quickly to one, and we stayed at number one in the competition in this stat, or number one or number two, but normally number one, I'm sure, because that's what he said to me um, all the way through 2018, 2019. But this year it's dropped right off, and that's defending the turnover, right? We we're still really high in causing turnovers. I think we're in top four, where normally we're one or two, but it's defending the turnover that's absolutely crucifying at the moment, crucifying us at the moment. So um, that's how. That's how everything else, fitness and all that sort of stuff, are all secondary and tertiary. Our main thing that I'm sure the coaches are working hard is our mechanism in defending, defending um, the field where we turn the fucking ball over. And as you've been watching, we've been turning the ball over. Like I said at the St Kilda game, I said, if they take us on and we turn the ball over, they will punish us. Um, that's what sides are getting their wins against us, which is exposing our defence to these easy fucking goals right in front. Um, because we're bleeding with that um, turnover, and the other, so that's the first point, which you showed me vision of it, which is, but I can see it. Any man can see it. Um, you know, ham, the handballs I have to tweet it. You know, we're handballing to the left. Normally, what's always forward or only left is a runner. We're trying to do thirty-five meter handballs when we're not going to hit the target. And, they're just, and we've got teams that are sagging right off, knowing we're going to handball it, getting the handballing and then triggering their run into attack, and it's, it's crucifying us. Um, second major point is our stoppage work at the moment is really, really um, a concern, um, and he reckons it's led down to a few things. We've always advertised that we go into a contest with generally a diamond format, What we I mean by that is we generally will lead in if it's this is if we're going into the opposition's forward 50, right, so from centre to forward we will generally lead in with one one mid into the contest. We have a ring of outriders. Um, so as that mid loses the contest, those outriders will then engage quickly. Uh, it's normally two or three of them will then jump on the guy that gets the ball. So then we depossess de- them and then we run the ball out. It's normally how we do it, right? This year it seems to be because we don't have that endurance pace. We don't have that run. We don't have that explosiveness. That's, that's the hallmark of our game for many factors. But, um, our players are out of form. So what they're doing is when they get that ball, they're handballing it the fucking space. And teams are just getting an extra ring around those outriders. So they're not following the Richmond players in. There's Hank hang-sagging off, one or two, and they're just marking the ball. They're just easy possessing the ball. How many contests have you seen where there's a the stoppage and we, get, we don't win the first possession, we create a second contest, then the ball gets received by a Richmond player that's handballed out to nobody and it seems to an opposition. They grab it and off they run. And so that's they're the two things that we really need to address really quickly. And it's gonna be fascinating to see what Hardwick does it. But there's a third point, guys, and it explains why it's the Saints got, um, and the Hawks did it. Um, and Collingwood in Park got it. But while we did, and I said this two weeks ago and I repeated myself last last podcast. Forward 53 kicks, we re- um, lead the league in scores against, so we're Cassini more. And it was nice to hear Hardwick say it. And, and I've got a sneaky suspicion that a birdie's told me, and I hope, hope you know, I think he's right, that we've, we've pressed our case, so who knows if it's going to change or not. Um, the information I got from my, my mate was, it's more a directive of the AFL to really... Um, encourage uh, scoring, so they're really focused on to, or they're really favouring the forward over the defender. And the Saints game illustrates it to a T. Um, Saints winning in with a plan, and good on, good on Ratten, good on him. Right, he's gone, okay, let's just get away with this for as long as we can before we get pinged. And, yeah, we're going to get pinged, and we because it's in now, um, because we're, the, we're it's our forwards, all we're doing is conceding at the, a free kick in the back line. And Richmond's not running it because they're not running fast enough. So we should say, because they keep doing it forward. So what the forwards were doing, our, our secret is, is that, and what's so good about our back six, they work as a unit. One of the key strengths that they have. Normally when we go um, to stop a forward, we generally have one person leading behind the forward or following the forward in, but then we have that second forward or third forward chopping, chopping the space out, either in front of the forward to stop him leading into, or actually as the ball's in the air, another another Richmond player will come in and spoil it. That's what we do. That's our game. And then we create a, go to ground and we run the ball off. Hopefully I'm not talking too fast, guys, but I'm trying to read what I've written This is a fair bit. Uh, oh,
2: you've got nice notes now, have you, mate? Oh, convenient.
1: Yeah, I do. Just you inspired me, CB. But back on point, what we're doing now, what we're doing now, what's happening now, what the Saints did, they were instructed their forwards to block, hug, Basically pull to the ground, smash into our defenders to create space, not to allow us to help. And there were so many examples of it. Like um, there was a couple of there was a few I saw on the vision that would just blew my mind, but there's one you guys can check at Fox Footy. Just go to the IQ, go to the fourth quarter, Marshall's goal. Right? Um, if you have a look at it, he leads up uncontested, and this is why that Saints took so many uncontested marks. Because a contested mark is when a defenders with the forward. Uncontested mark is when the defender, the forward just grabs cleanly the ball in the hands. You see you see that flopper, I think it's the same forward that flopped. He body hugs Asprey, literally. You see it in the vision, hugs him like he's hugging his own mother. So his head's pressed on As- Asprey's bosom, that's how blank, and he's holding on. So back against the play, the ball's coming down, he's hugging Asprey. Asprey's trying to push him off him. And the guy gets a clean um, takeaway. And then if you look, and you won't see it because it's not on Foxy, but on the ground vision, you actually see Voston getting pulled to ground in the same play, getting dragged physically, just dragged to the ground. And Marshall got a clean free kick, I mean, clean mark. The umpires didn't pay it. And you actually see Asprey say, what are you doing to the umpire if you lip-read? And that probably explains that I'm not defending the defenders giving those soft free kicks. But I think they're getting jack of it. It's like they, it's happening. It happened in the Hawks game, getting arm pulled, getting slammed into the ground, getting basically... Um, another one in the Saints game, I think it was in the third quarter, they got a mark right in front. But you see the small forward, charges to the side of the contest, not realistically attempting to mark the ball, Right smashes into, I think it was Grimes. Grimes actually was the one that was trying to support. So smashes into Grimes. Grimes slams into aspirin both of them tumble on the ground and they get a clean mark, uncontested mark. Not one free kick paid. And that happened eight, nine, ten incidents in that one game. Um, and that explains a lot of why the defenders have gone, fuck this, this, this fucking ridiculous. Um, and it was funny too that, so this is from a person that works in the AFL circles. That said, that's um, that's not just happening to Richmond, but it's more pronounced with Richmond because of the way our nature of our, our defenders are. We we're in a counter attacking side. We don't mind losing the centre clearance. We do not mind them getting that cheap ball on the wing. That's why we don't play wingers. People are going, oh, why didn't in two thousand eight eight nine we didn't really we played wingers to a set position, but we didn't we let them run wide. Why? Because we would absorb um, our defenders are so good, creating a two on one or a three-on-two, getting that ball to ground, and then we're off, right? It must be a directive from the AFL because we're not allowed to do it. And it's not game-playing related, mate. We're getting absolutely murdered uh, by a legal play. It's illegal, right? So I'm gobsmacked if the club has not taken um, video edits of every single incident and then sent it to the club and say, please explain, let us know how to defend. Because if you're not going to let us defend like that, we'll just go one-on-one in the back line and have one-on-one contests if that's what you're asking us to do. Or we will just flood the midfield. And that's what other sides are doing that have cotton onto it. And, again, it's going to be a great coaching initiative. But to summarise real quickly, forget everything else I said other than let's fix this turnover, defending the turnover. We fixed our ability to defend the turnover. We win more games than we lose and the season's still alive. We don't, we're done.
0: No, well summed up. So interesting points there by someone who obviously knows what they're looking at and is looking for those kind of things to, uh, to happen. So i would be interesting to see if the same tactic is used by Melbourne this week.
1: Yeah, it will be funny. But look, I saw it, seeing the vision, it's, it's hard for me to sort of illustrate it on the podcast, and I hope I'm not doing you guys a disservice, but I was angry, mate. I was, I was literally ropeable when I was watching it. Going, How could they just miss it? Yeah, and- they're not missing it; they're just ignoring
0: it. It's still a target. I, I can understand why the players would get frustrated by that, but as Hardwick's always said, we can only sort of worry about controlling what we can control. So hopefully they can yeah. shift that mentality back, and as hard as it may be, just suck it up if it does go against them. Because yeah, giving away some of those 50s and free kicks that oh. were blatantly there and were stupid um, just didn't help our cause. Handing um, handing over free goals like that. It.
1: All I'll just say to anyone that's about to say, "Oh, but yeah, um, Tiger seventy-one, you're just biased." No, I'm trying. If I was biased, I was saying, "Well, our forwards, our our forwards don't get the same treatment, right?" I could go on, but I'm not going to do that, right? All I'll just say to you: go to the St. Kilda game, look at every uncontested mark they had in their forward line, and but don't look at the mark; look at the players around the mark, and and I can guarantee you. um, uh, 90% of the time, you'll see them on the ground. 90% of the time. And I tell you, lads, they haven't fallen over on their own. That's all I'll say.
0: No, no, I noticed a bit of it going on, but yeah, hopefully we can get on top of it this weekend. But no, interesting thoughts and interesting points from your friend. Very, very good. Very good research. Well done.
1: But that to be clear, that's not why we're losing games, though, I'll, I'll say. It, it is because we're not defending the turnover. We're getting feasted on at the moment. But it was just something that I had to mention, because when I saw yeah. it to my face, I had to, I had to let you guys know what I yeah, saw. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Not. There's a lot of factors in place of why we're not winning. But I think we can all agree that we did see some more gradual turning of the corner in that security mm. game. We saw snippets of what we, what we are like. So that's why I'm not too distressed just yet about where our season's at. All right, CB, you're locked and loaded, mate. The bloodbath. Rightio.
2: Excuse me.
1: Well, this is a perfect time for me to have a piss. You go on, Stephen. I'm only kidding.
2: (laughs) 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 Rightio. Essendon supporters, you got a bit ahead of yourselves, didn't you? (laughs) Hey, all of a sudden, I've got Essendon friends texting me again, wanting to talk footy. Well, let me tell you. You dank juice injecting, salary cap cheating junkies about your club. You're still shit. And let me tell you how others view your club. Your club is like that shit kid our mum used to make us play with. You know the type. Socially awkward, smells funny, and a massive penchant for performance enhancing drugs. You're like the fat friend we had to go through to get to the hottie on the dance floor. You're like the Brussels sprouts we had to endure to get to the ice cream. We don't like you. No one does. And here's some more items to consider when you start foaming about your flag chances and how you're a contender. Your last finals win was in 2004. Your two best forwards want out in Fantasia and Danaher. Your best rebounding defender wants out in Saad. Dylan Scheel is your best midfielder. An absolute tomato can. (laughs) And you lost to Carlton. Carlton. I mean, Jesus Christ. Tigers, we're a bit shit at the moment, but even we've got standards. We don't lose to Carlton. So pull your heads in. You're like a C grade Adelaide. You're beating Sydney and Frio. You're still a bottom eight team.
1: I'm just surprised. You're amazed me, Steve. First of all, bravo, sir. But Jared Wheatley is an Essendon supporter. Is that the one you're describing? No, no. Jared Wheatley's the kid that we had to play with, and that That was Jared Wheatley, what Wheatley or whatever his name is. Beautiful. Well done, bravo, sir.
0: Thank you. Yeah. No, I think that's fair play. And they really—I I did feel bad for Townsend. And you have to laugh at the yeah. way they lost the game. Like only they could lose by a falcon on the goal line. Like oh. Liam James was shit enough; he couldn't even punch it. Had to hit him in the face to, to register <laughs> behind. So that, that was quite entertaining to watch. Yeah. But
1: I feel—I I feel for Townsend playing for that cesspool of a club. Like it's no surprise he's going to catch COVID because you catch shit at Essendon, <laughs> so don't you? <laughs> he's, he's going to catch something, poor oh. guy
2: any club's going to close this season down, you know it's them. All
1: right, it's them, fuckers. <laughs> 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 fucking, no can really. I just say about Brisbane supporters? Like, you know, I've am ro- got a mate of mine that's um, a bit of a nutter, and he's, oh, he's going to win the flag. And I said, mate, it's an asterisk season. Yeah, but I don't care. I'll take it. I said, look, bravo. Good on you. Playing well. And he goes, yeah. And I said, but keep in mind, you haven't. F- people were fucking losing their minds. Richmond, seven games in a row. Ah! Brisbane fucking hasn't left anywhere. <laughs> where's, where's their fucking they've had a month of football against and you know no one's saying oh they've had an unfair advantage where's the write-ups where are the fucking you know Alibaba fucking you know screams you know how, how dare they nothing I said so where's he start travelling
2: West Coast Eagles supporters are surprisingly quiet all of a sudden, oh, knowing God. what's
0: going down the
1: line. <laughs> That's why they closed their borders, yeah. mate. They're doing shit. Yeah, if, I'll tell you what, if they won all four games, the borders will be right open. <laughs> That's <There's> like <some laughs> flood everywhere. That's, fuck COVID. The, the, the state premier, all right, open up the borders. Let's give it to them. That's how it would be.
2: Yeah, correct.
0: Uh, we will be in a WA hub in no time. You can drop that down for certainty.
1: You know, in a way, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. Like I was hoping. No, I don't mind it. You know why? I reckon our club more than most feeds on crowds. Hundred percent.
0: Right? I was, I was actually hoping we were travelling this week anyway, yeah. just for that bonding side of things as well. And we tend to do that really well, I think, the travel.
1: I reckon put us in WA till the COVID's gone in the past. It's beautiful weather. Get used to the ground, and then fuck and just go for it. And we get the crowds. We just we can't travel there. But they'll hear boos and shit, so it should make them thrive. We'll lose a few games early, but then we'll get on a roll. Trust me, that'd be brilliant. Um, how, get funny him out. Would,
0: how funny would it be? We spent five weeks in Perth and won all five. Wouldn't that piss them right off?
1: Oh, it'd just be yeah, it'd be great. Now hopefully we can play eight weeks. You know, five weeks in Perth, five weeks in um, five weeks in Brisbane and then we come back, and then we should technically then get a run of home games. (laughs) No, technically, every team that plays... No, I can't wait for um, Brisbane to travel five weeks in a row. Because that's what they said, yeah? If you go to a hub, when you come back, you don't have to travel for five weeks. That's what they said. So the ones that have travel to get um, an inconvenience, get, get their back-ended towards the end of the year. Yeah. I'm sure they... So that's got to happen to us. If we have to travel and we go to a hub, when we come back, we deserve then a block of games. Right? And it can't be just MCG games at finals. It has to be during the hub and away. So, but I can't wait till Brisbane has to go like a gypsy and go to WA for five weeks. <laughs> right? That's going to be fun. And Gold Coast. Oh, Gold Coast. Can we talk... Hold on. Let me just check something. Okay, can we do a new... I'm going to put in the new segment now. Um, the most idiotic statement you've heard in the media, listeners, when you get something, tweet it to, um, to Michaels on the um, on the Bigfoot, Bigfooty telecast. Tweet his account. Um, if you hear anything stupid from a media, read something stupid, let us know and we'll discuss it. But I've just got to say... It's going to be full
0: of Tom Brown, mate. I, I was thinking the exact same thing he did one I today.
1: I've <laughs> got someone that shits all over Tom, Tom Brown, believe it or not. It's Matthew, I'm a fucking idiot, Lloyd, right?
2: Well,
1: hey. yeah. all right, let's get – he's done a double whopper here. He, he can't do things half-hearted. It's like he's diving. He can't just do the small stumble. He has to get a full face plate onto the ground and make sure he gets it. Look 10 metres in the air as he does his dive. All right, so Matthew Lloyd, Lloyd you're an idiot, son, and I'll explain why. He went on national TV and he said, because, you know, round three, Gold Coast has won, you know, a few games, that Brandon Ellis will win a flag before Richmond World. Let that sink in. Now, I'm sorry, mate. You're playing against teams that are stuck in that state. You're playing, you're playing against teams that, like West Coast, that haven't had a full pre-season. Well, Gold Coast started, I think, in October. Um, they don't want to be there. And you're winning games. And I'm wrapped. you winning games. But, you know, we'll wait. You come down to Melbourne for five weeks in a row when you have to come to our hub. Hopefully, we have one or you go to WA. Then let's see how chirpy you get. Um, and then, you know, then he decided after saying bullshit like that, well, he's got to top it off. I've just gone on a rant and I forgot what the second thing was. What did he say? That was <laughs> <laughs> He just got me furious. Um, there was a Brandon Ellis one and then he went on and he said um, – Oh fuck! What was it? I've just forgotten it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> i <was> just No. What did you guys see that was stupid from the media? Um, TB, you go, and then I'll see if I remember it.
2: Nah, man. And but, I've been sort of on a social media ban. I, I just like There's that much shit there at the moment? Like, I'm just...
1: the
0: radio prince. Tom, Tom Brown did one today with with our game being rescheduled. <laughs> he went a bit early. He said, "I think my sources are saying that Thursday night's going to be." and he named the two teams who he thought were were going to be shifted into our Thursday night slot. No more than five minutes later, the actual thing come out, and it wasn't even close to what he was saying, and he deleted the tweet. It's no longer there. But uh, People are smart enough these days to screenshot his tweets because it ends up backfiring. Uh, no, a,
1: I've forgotten what the second thing that Lloyd said. So yeah, we'll move on. But but no,
0: I, 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 I like it though. See anyone out there? If you see any uh, journos on social media tweet something that's just ridiculous, tag us all in, and we'll we'll make sure we bring it up and give them a spray.
1: I hope that's not the first sign of dementia too. That's a bit, <laughs> a bit scary. I've literally gone blank. I can't recall it. I'm sure someone will help me on Twitter. What was the idiotic thing outside of Alice that Lloyd said?
0: Someone will have it. Someone will have it. Someone, Someone it. will have it. All right, we'll push on to some more listeners' questions because it was a pretty good hit last week. Um, first one will go to you, CB17 from Sinbad. What to do? <laughs> go on. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, he's for it. You just hear him giggling like a little schoolgirl back there uh what you're to do so with bad. that's
1: racist because like i can't do a chinese accent like i could try but then it's politically not correct you're not going to call you cb trump that's going to call you me trump your question is the best question <laughs> in the history of all
2: questions <laughs> it's
0: a good question the question uh, the question is what to do with stack is it time to blood dow?
2: Horror <laughs> sin bad.
0: He's double oh,
2: oh, I don't think it's time to drop stack. Actually, I'm not sure if we should drop stack or not because he seems a bit more comfortable. Actually, I can't do the pirate talk anymore. Um, <laughs> it's funny, on stack, I'm caught in two minds because he played a better game forward at the ball. Um, I, I, I still think he's got to have nudes a dimmer. I don't know how he's holding his spot on the team right now. Because he's had three very, very ordinary games. Um, I In my outs, he's out. But with match selection, who would know? I've been wrong for three weeks now on Ruckman and Sydney Stack, so I don't know. Um, as far as Dow's concerned, I reckon there's probably others in front of him. Um, and that's no disrespect to Dow, but I think guys like Paddy Naish, uh, there's a couple of blokes that could they're just a bit more advanced in their footballing than what he is right now, and particularly with the way we're playing for what we need.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good call. I don't think now's the time when we need to desperately start winning games. I don't think someone like Dow's going to turn the tide. He'd be one of those cream-on-top players, let him flourish yeah. in a, a motoring team. But I think he'll get his chance, though. He's doing well in the twos. Um, for Tiger71, this is from RT. After winning two flags in three years, would you be upset about the club taking this year to develop some of the younger kids for the future instead of making short-term changes to the game plan to combat shorter games?
1: G'day, RT. Good question, mate. I actually sort of proposed this on our boards as well. Um, My honest opinion is I've been pretty hard on Hawley, and I get it, right? And 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 again, I I have nothing but the respect for what he's done for our club. But if it's his last season and the nature of this season and the uniqueness of it due to COVID, now, if it wasn't COVID-affected and we'll have 22 rounds, and I wouldn't be seeing this story. But any player that's not on our list next year, so the coaches would know which ones are borderline. Now, people will say, well, they have a right to, def, you know, fight for their careers, and I agree, like Macca. So I don't mind him getting games. But once the decision's made that, you know, players like Hawley and Mecca either retire or leave the game, we must focus on our kids in those spots, right? We must do it. Else the year, you know, and it won't affect our performance as much, getting, let's say, for example, Bolter on a wing. Just get him in there. Like, there's an extra um, interchange spot. Like, Hardwick is bemoaning, what do you do with the fourth person on the interchange? Like, Fucking hell, put Bolter there or put Neish there instead of getting broad or someone else rucking, you know what I mean? So to answer your question, not yet. We, I don't want to go to full-blown full blown development year, <clears throat> like a mini development year, uh, and we can see that the year's done. I actually truly believe in these guys, and I think with the leadership of cochin the leadership of Jack um, and others, we can climb out of this pretty quickly. We can turn this around if we can obviously clear our turnover. So, um, But once we know the season's done or once we decide, you know, um, we're not going to make it, then, yeah, play all the kids and put all, all of our guns in, you know, cotton wool for next year. But seriously, now we need to go to Hawley and tap him on the shoulder and say, mate, we're giving your spot to Nash or to someone who's going to be taking that spot and, and develop them for, you know, the seven, 13 games that are remaining and then, you know, let they hit next year and 100%. Fair
0: enough. Uh, the next one is from Tiesta. I don't even know. I think this is a piss take question because I know he loves Jack Graham, but he just wanted to know how good is Jack Graham. And Jack Graham's good, but he needs to start tackling. I know he's got shoulder injuries and he's a bit worried about it, but uh, that's just been a little bit of a weakness on him this year. But I think he'll find his way back into the team at some stage, and he's just got to play in the guts. It's as simple as that. That's his best position. That's where we benefit most from him being in the team. Um, so just play him to his strengths. So, but I think we'll see him back soon.
1: Agree. He's a rare commodity. He's an inside mid that can kick along, right? I'd be saying to him, mate, all right, don't worry about this defensive shit. We're screaming out for an extractor. Go and do it. Extract the ball. That's it. You just go ball, get ball, handball, ball out, or kick it and see how he goes. Give him a good month of doing it. Um, but if he doesn't do it, um, I don't see him lasting because he hasn't got speed. And this is a two-time premiership player. It's crazy to say this, but... He was afraid to tackle against the Hawks. When was the last game he got zero tackles? It was like he was afraid to do it. Um, And again, I don't know, the shoulders are playing on his mind. Um, But yeah, I'd play him as a a pure mid. So okay, go for it. But yeah, just my two
0: cents. I think he's only just a one-time premiership player. but uh, he almost Oh, he missed the other did, one. did, did yeah. the shoulder. He,
1: he got given but the journal. He, he may—he
0: honestly may as well have been, because that was bloody courageous what he did in that Geelong oh, game.
1: And look, forever will all be a hero in my heart, and he deserves Hunt, latitude. He deserved a
0: medal. He, yeah, yeah, he deserved
1: it. He deserved it. But he has to go to his strengths. Yes. His, and he won that medal in the sandfall for what? For being an inside midfielder.
0: Yeah, just play to your strengths. That's all you got to do. But he'll, he'll be back soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, next question. There's a couple of questions in here which you kind of already covered for Tiger Seventy One from Lee Williamson. Why is not Nash? Well, number one, why is not Nash being given a chance in the team? And we need a big body extractor type. Riley Collier Dawkins doesn't seem to be in consideration. So, do we need to recruit one?
1: Yeah. Look, I'll answer. I'll answer uh, number two before I answer number one. And as in relation to trade news, I haven't got anything to update us from last week. Um, COVID's been. I'm sort of um, in the hot zone. So, um, with travel time, I've sort of done the, and plus school holidays are now, so I've done the responsible thing and kept in my own little circle, but, um, yeah, I haven't really, um, reached out, but if I get any news, um, definitely for uh, next week or the week after, um, but, um, we need a big body mid-type, I said, look, um, I think we have them. I think whoever whoever decided to get um, Ross to lose weight needs to be taken out the back back of the boardroom and spanked really hard with a paddle. I don't understand the thought logic on that. He's never been an elite disposal winner. He's an extractor. He should have been used as one. Um, he's never be a winger. I don't know why would you lighten someone. So I thought we had a big bodied mid that could have stepped up this year, but for some reason we decided to make him slimmer. So I reckon just get him eating macca's, get him to do no running, and see how he goes. Um, so I don't think we really need to recruit one. I will say, and it probably leads a little bit to point three. I mentioned I was the first one to um, break the Crouch rumours. Right, he ended up staying. He couldn't get the deal that that he was tradable. Blah blah blah, and blah. ended up happening. It was tradable, but obviously not to us. His value is dropping by an absolute straight. He'd be ideal for us. Yeah, he's medium pace, but he can get the fucking pill. He can get it. I still rate him.
2: I, yeah, I rate I, him. He's yeah. just his
1: heart's not in it. Um, Gold Coast won't go for him now because they've got this year's created an illusion for some size, which is great like you've got your shit size like your Colton and your GDW Gold Coast sunstick thinking they're better than what they are. Um, this will create that, which is going to, something we can take advantage on. I would not say no, I would not I haven't had it confirmed yet, but I've not'll I'll, I'll dig into this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Crouch um we didn't go ask any question again. Um, I'm sure he would be accepting a lot less money. Um, oh, no, just to get
0: out of Adelaide, who wouldn't?
1: Yeah, and you know, to, my God, to the Tigers, because everyone will be thinking at the end of the year, regardless of how this season goes, oh Richmond, Richmond's gonna rebound hard. Um, so that'd be interesting. Um and there's a spot there for him. But RCD, I actually asked my mate who I spoke to yesterday, show me some of the vision of the game. His thoughts on him. He loves what we're doing with him, apparently. Um the development we're giving him last year. Um, and this leads to your question number one about Naish. I think RCD is the same as Naish. They're light, um, though RCD is not as light as Naish, but they're young bodies, uh, the growing bodies. They're in, still in that stage of development. And um, that's one reason why we're not throwing them in the deep end, particularly too about how shit we're going. They're not really got that protection that they're going to need. But in saying that... Um, from the birdies, I've heard Nace's case is a lot more advanced than I said it is about getting a game. I wouldn't be, be surprised if he gets a game against Melbourne and we ex- exploit their, um, their one pace midfield, um, one pace wingers, all other week after. But yeah, Nace should be picked sooner rather than later. All
0: right, the next one's for CB17. It's more of a, a thought on the comment rather than a question. It's from Renee? The change in assistant coach's role seems to have altered our setups, e.g. our our defenders are sitting really high and delivery is more long and high to forwards. Seems like players are confused as normal plays through midfield, see players not in position, missing targets and fumbling, etc. Thoughts on that as a statement?
2: Well, I've got a bit of a cheat answer here. Um, G'day, Renee. Just walk away, Renee. Great song in the 90s, that one.
1: Um, (laughs) Oh, I'm face palming. People just <laughs> give you a visual. I've actually got my hand on my face. Right,
2: face there you go. So, actually, Tig71, he's pretty much answered a lot of that question with the previous analysis. Um, and, and further that on the coaches, uh, apart from losing carousella, we've actually kept most of our coaches. They've all taken pay cuts to stay together. So Dude. a lot of that all IP. Of all of them. Yeah, oh, I, yeah all, all, of them. all the coaches. So, and. And you can check that. Um, Neil Baum is on record. He he did an interview uh, probably a month ago, and was discussing that. So it, it's out there. But that's so, so all that IP. I know we've lost Carousella, but all that IP. It's the same group of coaches working with the, with the um, team from the same things as last year. So it's um, it's really coming down to what Tig said more than anything at the moment, and that's what we've got to. Our coaching group has to uh, work through and um, try and get the win have that have that answered it Mike. Can, Can I just, I just say,
0: oh, right,
1: You go, You go, no, you we, we go. Might,
0: we might be saying the same thing here. Um, uh, is
1: it, it, does it start with a C?
0: Yeah, it does. I yeah, get real yeah. shitty when I see people say, yeah. oh, it's because we haven't got Carousel. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hang on. The players have had him there for three or four years. they learn learned how to play a certain way. They haven't just forgotten what he said overnight because he walked out the door. Like, They still know and remember what he said, I'm pretty sure. I, I just don't see how that makes that much of a difference. Like, they don't need to be told how to do that week in, week out. They They know how to do it.
1: And, and another thing, too, just to a, 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 a pierce an illusion bubble,
0: he's, he's his role
1: changed from 17 to 18, and his role changed within the club from 18 to 19. Yes, in 17, he had a big – I know it's people, dimmer haters, like, oh, he's the one that created all of our ball, ball movement and transition, <clears throat> hence the game plan, which is not true at all, right? But he did – but he he his role changed. So, like, last year, he wasn't – he wasn't the architect of what we what we saw in 2018 and 19. So <coughs> I'm not disrespecting Carousella, but he wasn't. Um, he was just a really good assistant coach. You now Essendon's paid the thing for him, and he, if Carosella was such a genius and master, you know where's Essendon? Why aren't they winning every game with this? They're trying to copy our style. They don't have the personnel for it, and they just lost by Colton. by a point. So yeah, fuck this carousella shit. It really pisses me off. Sorry, sorry. I was going to have to (laughs) get that off my chest, mate. You know, asking people with dementia.
2: If if you ever listen to that song by Guns N' Roses, Get In The Ring, the very end part where Axl Rose goes on a rant for about two minutes, Tiggs is kind of like Axl Rose tonight.
1: (laughs) I'm getting dementia. I'm getting dementia, mate. We just lose it a little bit. We forget what we've just said. and Oh, it's getting crazy.
0: Crazy. All right. Next one for CB. We'll whip through these last few from Stefan M. Do we persist? Well, I know what your answer is going to be. Do we persist with Broad or McIntosh as our second ruck, or do we bring in someone like Bolter or Troll? I'll
2: tell you how I'm best going to answer this question. So, if you guys in the streets of Melbourne or Troll and wherever, if you see a dude who looks like Brad Pitt walking down the street, like a rickshit oh, out, walk up to him and say, I think the Nathan Broad and the Nathan Broad and Macker. Combination to ruck is a really, really good idea, and see if I don't punch you in the face. That's what I think on it. We we need a second ruckman. I'm, I've just burnt my house down on this, Matt. Stephen, you don't you got understand? If you didn't hear last week's show, I burnt my house down because we didn't play a second ruck. That's and, how I feel about it. And now you're um, personal <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: People who know me know how bad a joke that is. um So actually, I, I have had Chris Jug references. Believe it or not. Like, don't, don't ask me about that. That's that's even more sickening. Um, but, honestly, Boulder or Chal has to come in. My personal... I'll, I'll go out here. I'm going to say something. We had a bit of an off-air chat before we started recording tonight. And if I was selecting the team, I'm shooting Bambi, but there's a logic to it, I would actually drop Jack Rewalt. I'd give him a spell for a week, and I would actually bring in Mabby or Chal for the second key forward and ruck position. That's what I would actually do. Um, or you could bring in... Um, the, who's the big fella? Coleman. Big big um Coleman yeah. Jones as well. But if you look at Jack's numbers, in round one, he kicked three goals, one, but had six disposals for the whole game and five marks. So that was all done in the first quarter. So he had three quarters of nothing. Round two versus the Pies, six disposals, two marks, no impact on the scoreboard at all. Hawthorne, two points, 11 disposals, four marks, and a lot of that was in the last quarter. He sort of come through and had a few touches. And then again against the Saints, one goal, three, Seven disposals, three marks. Now, I'm sorry, but if we're picking players on form, um, he's as crook as anyone. And anyone who questions that, I'll just say this. Matthew Richardson and Joel Bowden also played reserves football when they were out of form. So um, I know you don't shit on monuments, but um, in this case, Jack's 32 years of age. He's moving like a 32-year-old at times. And um, I think we've got to solve this second ruck issue and maybe – maybe we give him a spell for a week and maybe we try Charlie and see see what transpires. That's my take on it.
0: All right, the next one from Cozzy L. We've kind of covered uh, with about getting some games into some young players and why that may not be happening and the big body midfielder. Uh, so hopefully you sort of got your answer from the previous questions. Uh, Jill Fitzsimmons wanted to know what the positives were in our recent game compared to the Hawks and what are our next steps and where are we in terms of the running program this week? I think we definitely turned a corner. The fact we scored a goal in the first quarter was a positive start and and just I think you said off air CB that our scoring improved by 35% or something like that so we've um pretty much doubled our scoring capacity while not playing great football so that's a good sign but it's still just locking down defensively and making sure we don't leak those easy goals so if we can... Tighten up that area uh, and hopefully the bulk of running's been done and dusted and hopefully we start to see the reward for that in the coming weeks. It, it felt like, I think we could all see that little spurts of play in that game against the Saints where it's like, yeah, that's what we're used to seeing. So it's starting to come back slowly. So hopefully this week we'll see, you know, a little bit more of that and um, hopefully we can nail the Ds and, and get a win on the board. And yeah, the I'm lo- pretty, yep. sorry mate. If sorry. You, I do if you've yeah, got I'm... any other insight on the running stuff.
1: No, no, I'm just – I'm just, yeah, I, we, we saw a transition in play a couple of times where we actually did coast-to-coast. Coast. We didn't score because, you know, our form is so shit at the moment. But we managed to work our way by hand, and that was pleasing. That was the first time I've seen it um, since the Colton, Colton game. So let's hope we just – onwards and upwards.
0: And the last question from Matthew Hastis was kind of all covered off as well about – um, the core is still strong, but feel like the pressure from the kids will help get the best out of the veterans, which we might be lacking now, but um, obviously wanting to see Naish Dow, Troll, Bolter and Turner uh, and RCD get some games, which we, we all want to see, but this just got to be the timings right. But it sounds like a couple of them might be a bit closer than we think.
2: All, all, all I'll say to that to answer that question was what I want to see is players get picked on form. That's all I'm asking. If we're belting teams by 80 points in the reserves like we did against St Kilda, there's obviously got to be a couple of guys in there that are going okay, that have probably played all right the week beforehand. So if we've got blokes that are down on form like Hooley and we've got blokes in the reserves going okay, then play them. Play form players. It's Makes sense.
0: sense. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's why the. I know we're not playing refund this year, but that's why that greater football's there to get people back into form in, in some ways. Yeah. All right, onto the game this week, which um, up until what, midday today we were playing West Coast on Thursday night. And then they got turned on its head because we are not laid into Queensland. But um, probably not a. I mean, I, I would have actually liked to have travelled this week to be honest. I think they would have done us the world of good, but we can't can't do much about that now. We're playing Melbourne, who come off a close loss against Geelong. Um, they, they played okay, didn't shoot the lights out, but uh, yeah, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head early on ticks anyone about their, their pace is kind of one pace, I suppose, is the best way to put it, but they're gonna they're gonna want to bounce back. I always find against Melbourne that no matter where they are on the ladder, or where we are on the ladder, they always think they can beat us. There's just some mental thing with them that they, they always give themselves a shot. So how do we see this one playing out, C B?
2: It's gonna be again we've got to just contain a couple of blokes. So they're using um who's the red is it Oliver? So he's been playing a bit of a lockdown. Yep. He's been using a bit of a run with lockdown role. So he's been, he's in pretty good form. So you'd expect him to probably run with Dusty or someone. So uh, he'll go all right. Gorn's the big year, is we, We've got to stop Max Gorn um, to have any chance of winning this game. So we have to have two rucks. We've got to go two rucks to cover because who's there? Who's Melbourne's second ruck?
0: Uh, is I, it is it that North Melbourne it, dude? No. Kinette, no. Nah, or whatever. Bruce, nah, whatever. No God no. He uh, I, yeah. He's a spud. Um, yeah. let me have a look. Was it, did Pedersen ruck for them last week? Pedersen, didn't he retire about three? Did he retire? Did years he retire? Ago? <laughs> oh I don't know.
1: She's wishing all respect. Melbourne's that me. vanilla. <laughs> they all look the same.
0: Don't, don't, don't play. Did he? he Maybe no, no, he's but, not there. Hang on, I'll keep looking through the list, keep carry on. But, but they're
1: at the most but, but, vanilla side all i'll say is with them um, maybe tomlinson
0: i reckon tomlinson might have done a bit of a chop out in their kind of broad-esque type of role i can't well, see well, there's, well, there's our chance, out.
2: But, but there's our chance if we can break even with gorn and put a se- a got a second player in who can jump and rock like a chole or someone that's our chance to get in over the top of their second stringer and get momentum our way when we need it and that's what has to happen um if we don't, if, again, if we don't play a second rap, I'm just going to lose my shit. If I see Camden or Broadie going up against Ruck, can you can you imagine? Just get a mental image, people, of Nathan Broad rucking against Max Gorn and just tell me if that looks right in yeah, the air.
1: Yeah, I know. I, look, That's all I'm look, I feel for Broad too. He was doing it under direction, but look, we must have a have a friend in the AFL house because to any side that I could hope to play. In the form that we would be Melbourne, and it really is because they're one pace. So we're not going to lose the game based on speed, right? Um, their their forward line is absolutely Schisenhausen, right? Um, they, they can't convert an inside 50 to save themselves, much like us at the moment, right? But what two things they're going to do to us is which we're lacking at the moment. They're going to inspire an aggression in our play. Because, like, you're right, they always lift up. They've been on record. I think one of their players, I think it might have even been Viney or Jones, because they never played finals for so long. Every Richmond game was like a grand final, like a final for them. Mm. I think they're on record of saying that. So they're going to throw everything at us. And I think what we need is a side that we can absorb the pressure like we used to and then beat up on. That's what we need, close, contested. They're not very talented, so we'll be able to get. They've got some really good players. Don't misunderstand me, but let's say, for example, that um, Ranga that they've got, right? If he follows Dusty around, Dusty's going to kick forty. He's going to have a 40 position game, right? Hundred um, percent. Because yeah, no, he, that Ranga he, Oliver, yeah, he'll just flop and dive, and he's an okay, he's an okay
0: player. He's not but a bad player. No, but player. He,
1: but he doesn't hurt you, right? So if he, if he has to be – Dusty will make him defend, and he won't like to defend. Um, but, yeah, I reckon our midfield needs a midfield that's a little bit slow, a little bit less of an IQ, that play one way all the time, um, which Melbourne does. They don't really have a plan B. They don't have a plan C. Let's hope they bring Jones in. I think they will. Little, yeah, I mean, another slow pace mid.
0: He'll be fired up. He, he's kind of he a will... barometer, I reckon. If he's cracking in hard and, and getting a few early touches and doing some good things, everyone else seems to lift around him.
1: See, they build their game on one
0: cornerstone, which is that contested ball,
1: right? So we need them to go in and bash and crash, right? So we start to. Ba- I, w- I would love if I saw by quarter two there's an all in brawl. That's what we need to break us out of our malice, you know, malice whatever it's called. You know, this rut we're in. I reckon something like that, um, and then we, sh- you know, go ahead and win the game. But we've you, got you
2: beat me to it. You beat me to it. Watch for Jake Melstrom to do his fake tough guy oh. shit.
1: You talk about you talked about a player that was getting tin ass goals. I think that's saying you know, get, Jake Milsen is Mister Tin Ass. He fucking he could he could drive his car smash into a wall, right? I dead set fly out of the windscreen. You'll fucking glance at that zero zero point one percent chance. Glance off the wall and fucking land on my couch. <laughs> right, that's what you'll do. Because he's a fucking tin ass. I wish I was tin ass like him. He's just a tin ass, ugly fucker too much.
2: The, the, the guy, the the guy we've got to control as well is arm. Um, he, he could, he has the potential to explode against us. He he sort of been thereabouts, but never really done anything. Oh, don't you Porky? Oh, Porky, yeah, nah.
1: Oh, he's uh, dropped, porky, he, he's, nah. he's worked Hang on. Just hear me out. He's a
2: Porky. He's, mate. he's lost a lot. He's he's worked very hard. <laughs> and he's looking a different footballer to, 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 to how we have previously um played and we will need to give him a bit of respect because he can he can, he can actually work over. forward he can, he can he can work forward and score yeah, so look, we need to can. show him a bit of respect look, so. he,
1: can. he can but he's um we've got the tools to handle him right is um he he's got talent but if it gets a bit too hard he'll stop right it's like Salem if it gets a bit too hard he'll drop the ball um the, my worry is is the umpire's. I'm sorry, but that's my worry. If they kick the ball deep into their forward 50 and they have been watching the last three four games and they start to smash in our defenders and they get away with it, they've got the hype to trouble us if Gorn streams back. So I hope, my wish is that we put Stack in the forward line. That's where he's playing for the next month. We drop Hawley. Bye-bye, Hawley. We drop um, either McIntosh or Lambert. Or, or if Caddy doesn't play, but either McIntosh, Lambert, or Caddy, um, I feel for McIntosh, but I don't think he's he's he's, he's going to see our next premiership. And then I would put Bolter in to cover our second ruck. We're we'll strengthening our forward line for putting Stack in, and then I would put Naish on the wing. Right. So, um, and on that, and we've put Naish in that fourth substitute spot that Hardwick said I don't know who to put there, mate. We'll put Bolter. He can play wing for spurts and second ruck or even go forward of defence if Ashbury's out. Um, we've got Nash there. Um, and then that's what we should do. We should be using that fourth spot for a kid that can inject a point of difference. Because um, you know one thing with us, because we all love each other and we care and you know we all touch, our, touch each other and stuff. We really thrive on that goal from a first-year player. We really thrive on um, if a first-year player does something courageous, Right. Or a new player does something really, really well without having crowds, which I reckon has affected us more than anybody else. I don't know I've got my, I'm a tiger man. We need that's not false getting up. I don't think that gels well with us. So if we can get let's say Naez kick a goal, they all lose their fucking minds for him. Come streaming in anyway, that's gonna lift them all. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. we we need.
2: Long, long story short, you want my t- you want my thoughts on the game? We either win or lose. Is at the selection table. It's that simple.
0: No, that's fair yeah. enough. And for in the, the Asprey comment before, there's there was talk. I think it either came from him or someone at the club, maybe. Um, that the injury he had on the weekend against the Saints. Apparently, his kneecap slightly dislocated, and he had a bit of a limp. So he he's a chance to miss. Apparently, so that's where the Bolter factor could come in. Um, be yeah, interesting to see who else comes in. Like Troll kicked five. Apparently, Rial had a good game. It sounds like Pickett had a good game. He had nine tackles, played in the midfield the whole time. So at least guys who are going back there are actually performing to try and come back up. So it's not like they're putting in a shit effort. So Can I tell you something that my mate said to me that if he, if he was coaching,
1: he'd do for our selection against Melbourne to create a point of difference. Um, he would actually take Jack Rewalt from the forward line, say, Jack, you're not forward, you're the ruck. Right? You're playing second ruck. And if you're not a ruck, you're going, be on, you're going to be one of our mids. This is a perfect game for him. He gets the runner out. Mate, you've got no position, just run. Have fun, go play, get comp- get get creative, get confident. That's what I will do. Then I would put CCJ in the forward line. CCJ, that's your forward. You're the main forward with Lynch, right? Put Lynch because uh, they have got to have to work together because Jack will retire in a couple of years and Lynch will still be here. CCJ, here you go. Lynch, work it out. Um, I would I would then go to stack. Go to crumb, shy Bolton. Alternate from forward to wing, and Nash can alternate from um, wing to forward. Um, and then, the um, yeah, ample Bolter in the back line if Ashbury doesn't get up. I reckon doing that, we've got a – and then I'd probably that fourth spot in the bench line, I'd pick the best kid that we've got. RCD, Arts, um, anyone else. Um, it, it just escape my, escaped my um, child, Dow, yeah, uh, anyone we want to give a bit of a run. That you know, like the short quarters are killing us because our grinding play style is running out of time. So I'd go to them, all right, guys, you know what? The last five minutes of every quarter you're in so we can get that burst energy. That's what I would do. So, I'm interesting to see what um, Hardwick will do.
0: All right, all well, very good thoughts there. Right, we'll finish up with uh, the, the predictions. This will be interesting again this week, including margin. CB, what are you going with?
2: Uh, I'm going to go Richmond. I think we'll break the duck this week. I'm actually confident. And I think we're going to win by one hundred minus
0: ninety nine. Minus ninety okay. nine. You mean a one pointer? <laughs> yep.
1: Fuck, <laughs> well, just say one pointer. Mean <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got COVID. Uh, Jesus, pirates! Fucking mathematician. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, hey Tiggs. Tiggs, yeah. I have got a what? joke for you. Oh, joke no. For you. <laughs> no, I'm face farming against guys. I'm no,
2: why are pirates
1: pirates? <laughs> uh, why? Because they are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shit. so bad.
1: That's so bad, mate. That's.
0: Um, that's... <laughs> What's your prediction, Jigs?
1: That's that's what. Well, what can I say, man? <laughs> give me. You gotta give me a bit of breathing room. That's just. That's horrendous. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's not um, <laughs> That's horrendous. All right, I've got a joke. Too, and I'll, I'll say what you. All right, this is how I see. Honesty. This is how I want. The, if the games contested. If the game, I got a feeling this game can spark us. Um, their defence, uh, Melbourne, while solid, can buckle um, if given um, if given too much pressure against it. Um, so I'm actually going to go on a bit of a limb. I could actually see this is a game that we get our mojo back and we start if we kick accurate and we clean up our disposal, we can win by forty plus points. Um, so I'm going to if you're a, punter, a if you're a punter, get on that. 40 plus. Get right, on that. Right. No, not being outlandish, too. With Melbourne, we always we don't score more than generally 20, 30 points. But against Melbourne, we tend to kick 36, 38. It's generally what our margins have been. So kicking 40, um, I think we're really pissed off about the Saints game. I think they're, and they're starting to get jack of losing. We've not lost two in a row since last year, but not for a long while. I think they're jack of it. And I can really see us coming in and go, OK, we want to fight. Um, and come out and go bang, bang, bang. So that's that's my tip.
0: I know I'll go to the Tigers by seventeen, and keep an eye on everyone targeting Lever at some stage, just as a bit of a reminder about two
1: thousand seventeen. How bad is how bad is he going? Well, he's an eight hundred and fifty
2: thousand dollars player playing oh. like a four hundred fifty thousand dollars player, according
0: <laughs> to a shooter. He's he's
1: um <laughs> he's he's yeah, it's the knees. I feel bad for him because a yeah he's but yeah too much pressure I on himself earning that money. I
2: the asshole got stuck into Tansy um, in the um, 2017 yeah, like, Granny
1: Badger yeah.
2: speech impediment. No yeah. sympathy from me. no. no he gets no. his head buried into the turf again.
1: What did? He, what happened to him? What, what happened? How did I miss that? No,
2: that how did you miss that? Story gone right
0: Yeah.
1: Did he? Was he teasing him about his um, speech impediment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why Caddy went over Pickle and shit. just yeah. oh, and Caddy okay.
0: just went through like a ton of bricks, and then Tansy okay. nailed him again okay. after.
1: Okay, what's Lever's Twitter? What's Lever's Twitter? I'm going to get it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you, you,
0: can't, you can't jump on a couple of years later and start having Mate, a crack like, about it.
1: I'm Spanish, man. We blogged, revenge is best served cold, right? <laughs> so I'll just say, you know, that I'll use that as the excuse, not that I didn't fuck. For- I- I've obviously forgotten about it. Might I'll be getting a few things. Thank God I remember my name and wife's name. That's, that's the main part. Well, lucky you in
0: lockdown, otherwise you might forget where you live as well.
1: No, uh, no, you know what? It's probably because of all the homeschooling. I had to use my brain for so long. I've just, I'm just taking a bit of a break. And it's, you know what it is? No, reality is it's that fucking pirate accent. It's done me. It's, done me. it's rattled in.
0: It's rattled in.
2: Sinbad, Sinbad, if you're listening,
1: send another
0: Can't one. Oh, it's, a, it's probably one of your burner accounts, isn't it? <laughs> you, <laughs> it's, you, it's you're not. giving a man an idea, actually. You're giving me an idea. Oh, it's
1: just a burner. Pirate Pete skin. the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause when oh. I hear it I want to break off into an Indian accent, but I realise how <laughs> racist that is. <laughs> you know, and I want to get people upset with me, you know.
0: Just a bad. reminder for everyone, the game is now this Sunday at yes. three thirty five PM at the MCG, so make sure you tune in for that one. But our uh, see and <laughs> CB thanks so much for your, your thoughts thanks. and analysis tonight. Much appreciated, and until yep. next time, go Tigers Go Tigers, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond bigfooty Tiger cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roast and toast, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigs!